Let's stand together, please. I want to start reading here in uh, uh, verse 25. It's a familiar area of Scripture. Um, Matthew chapter... Did I say 6? Could I change that? It'll line up with my notes better. Chapter 6, please. Thank you. So flexible. I like you folks. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. The Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, Jesus speaking, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? I mean, think about that for a second. Isn't it funny you watch um, real tall people? And uh, if they don't like being tall, you know how they walk? Can't walk like this. And then you uh, look at real short people, and they don't like being short, and what do they do? You know, stretch it out. Well, the scripture says that your father, um, are you not much better than they, the, the fowls of the air? Then verse 28 says, and why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spend. Now, drop down to verse 32. The conclusion is, for all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your Father, your heavenly Father, knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He knows us. He, he knows what drives us. Now, before I, we pray and you sit down, I want you to think about two things. There's two things that control every one of us. Now, listen to it closely. Two things that control you every day of your life. Now, pick up on this. Desire of gain and fear of loss. It controls, really, every decision you make all day long. You go to the grocery store, lady, guess what? Right here where you're thinking, okay, how much money do I have? I don't want them to take any more than I have to. And so instead of looking at the high shelves, what do we do? We start kind of looking down here. Because it seems like it, you can get more bang for your buck if you look down. How many understand what I'm talking about? So all of life is controlled by desire of gain, fear of loss. And you know that's true because there's a heaven and there's a hell. And God has written his laws on our heart. So even non-Christians, something inside a God consciousness knows there's a right and there's a wrong, there's a heaven and there's a hell. See? So all of life is controlled by two things, desire of gain and fear of loss. Now, Father, take uh, your word and uh, serve it up to us uh, tonight in a way that we could walk out of here maybe... Uh, freer in the inner man than we came in.
Would you do that, please? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Now, I would like for you to go with me to 1 Peter chapter 5, please. 1 Peter chapter 5. Uh, I struggled trying to figure out some things in the ministry. Um, as a pastor, you just um, you love your people. And uh, how many of you know all of us have problems, issues, struggles, challenges? And I'll be real frank with you. There was a time when it seemed like it was just overwhelming to me. Um, so, and then I, I kind of ran into, in the scriptures, what I want to present to you tonight, what I thought was a conflict, and I knew there couldn't be conflicts in the scripture, uh, but I couldn't figure out how to get them to stop conflicting. So here, First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So I started asking myself the question, okay, now what is a care? Uh, by the way, have any of you ever been struggling with cares? Now, the scripture is pretty distinct here. It says, when the cares come in, whatever they are, and we're going to look at them. When the cares come in, you take those cares and you cast them on the Lord. So now I'm trying to figure out what a care is. So, um, a care is something that is, it's a, an emotional worry or fear or anxiety of something that you think might happen somewhere in the future. Does that make sense to you? So, a care is something that you worry about. And by the way, think about this. Worry is assuming a responsibility that God never intended you to have. So a care, frankly, here's the key now, listen to this. A care is something you don't have any control over. And I've caught myself, I'm real frank with you, uh, because I really enjoy prophecy and seeing from the eyes of the Scripture what's going on right now in our land and in Israel and quite frankly, I have walked away from Scripture several times studying prophecy, uh, pretty anxious um, and, and worried about things. Let me tell you who, things I've been worried about. We have several grandchildren. How many do we have? Thirteen grandchildren, five Six, because one in the womb. Uh, Great-grandchildren. Now, our grandchildren and uh, our one son could be called into military service. Now, brother, you know America, uh, the other countries have already do, started doing this, but they've already initiated uh, drafting They've gone to compelling young men. Ukraine, it's what, like 16 to 60 years of age? And that's why those young people are fleeing for their lives because it's just a death trap over there. Uh, I don't know if you're keeping up on that, but really. So, so 
All I'm trying to say, by me doing that, I started getting pretty anxious. What if they start, I mean, you know, the whole, we're backing Israel so far, amen on that. So what if they start drafting? We've got grandchildren that are of that age. I'm just trying to make it practical here, okay? Um, but the scripture says, those cares, now a care is something you don't have any control over. You think it might happen? It's possible. In other words, um, it's something like this. Well, um, I've had uh, my skin tested for cancer, but the doctor says we won't know for sure until about three weeks. Uh Three weeks in the future. Three weeks of wondering, worrying. Are you hearing me here? Uh, so a care is really something you don't have any control over. You couldn't do anything about it. It's going to come back positive or negative, and for three long weeks, you can stew and worry and fuss and fret, and uh, your inner man gets all uh, upset, or you can take something which you don't have any control over and cast those cares on the Lord. Make sense? But, go to Galatians. So then I'm reading in Galatians. And as a pastor, I'm trying to figure this stuff out. What in the world does this mean? Galatians chapter 6. So the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So as a young pastor, um, doing a lot of counseling, people come in and sharing their issues, and I'm sitting there listening to all those issues, and I'm remembering what uh, Galatians says, uh, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So I, I mean... I'm a happy camper, walking from the parsonage across the asphalt to the church, and by the end of the day, hearing issues and hurts and pains and struggles, I come back across the asphalt parking lot to the parsonage, kind of like this. Am I going to make it? Trying to bear people's burdens. And I mean, you know what it's like. You pray and you pray and you pray and you pray, and you're... But then, if you'll drop down just a little bit, in verse 5, it's almost like a contradiction. The Bible says, For every man shall bear his own burden. Okay, well, which is it, Lord? I mean, do you bear other people's burdens? And so fulfill the law of Christ? Or are they supposed to bear their own burdens? Now, here's where it becomes this little key that I found that just helped so much. And it helped me discover the difference between burdens and cares. Like um, the Jewish people in Bible days uh, had uh, some biblical customs. So they had these open-air markets. Have you ever seen an open-air market? I mean, meat hanging up flies all over the place. Well, they had these open-air markets, and like we have grocery stores, and uh, they would uh, do this. Uh, because of kosher, clean and unclean, 
donkeys, camels, all the transportation that they took to the market, they had to park a certain distance away from where the food was so there wasn't this contamination thing. See, kosher and so forth. And so they would do that. Well, then they would go shopping, and back there they didn't have shopping carts like we have today. And so, but they had a group of people, you'll see this sometimes in grocery stores, young people after school, they'll sack up the groceries, they'll roll the cart out for you, and put the stuff in your car, in the trunk. Well, back there they had a, a group of people, today in our English we would call them porters. You know what a porter is? So if you're in a real fancy hotel or something, we've never been there, but uh, then a porter will take all your luggage and port it up to your room. See? And so that's what they had. Now, the custom among the porters, as the sun was beating down and it was hot toward the end of the day, uh, the porters would get really, really tired, but they had a custom that they could point to anybody as they're carrying this. Sometimes, have you ever seen that, how, how uh, heavy of a load they can stack on top of their shoulders or head? They would, as they were wearing down physically, they could point to somebody and say, bend the back in their language. And that person would do this. They would come over to them, and they would bend their back. I don't know if it's convenient for you, and I know you got a leg problem, but come here a minute. So if I'm a porter, I'm not gonna, I won't put a lot of weight on you, but if I'm a porter and I see you and I say, bend the back, then do what I just did there, then the porter would come and just lean on him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? Bend the back. Now, here's the key. He rested for a little bit, and then he took his own burden and walked away, and then he was free to go. Thank you. Does this make sense to you? Ah, it makes this clear up so nicely. In other words, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, here's the problem. When you're bending your back and you're bearing another person's burdens, you've got to be careful that you don't walk off with their burden. It doesn't belong to you. Your burden is something that God allows come in your life and, and uh, you have to carry it. See? Now, so let me give you an illustration. Uh, in our Bible college, a young fellow came, uh, John, John who's camp? And his right uh, side, his arm and leg, it looked like it looked, it looked like this. Single fellow coming to Bible college, and at the time it was a little little worse, and he spoke with a little bit of a, a lisp. Uh, and so I said, uh, "Hi, my name's uh, Tom Souter." He said, uh, "Brother Souter, nice to meet you. M my name's John." John Hooskamp. I said, John, could I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, so what happened with your arm and your speech? By the way, everybody sees it. And the person knows it. 
that everybody is listening and here, you know, as they're walking through life. You know what really helps though? Is to just walk up to somebody and be frank, ask them. He said, Brother Suter, my mom told me that when I was born, it was a hard delivery and I had a stroke. But he's in Bible college. So John, I mean, think about it like this. How do you get a job? You know? And I made the foolish mistake by asking him, saying, wow, it's your right hand. I said, are you right-handed? He said, well, Brother Suter, <laughs> are you picking up on this? <laughs> he said, I don't know for sure, but he said, I am left-handed. Well, of course, duh. So, John, bless his heart, across from the church was a Fairway grocery store. Uh, John went over there and applied for the job. And at first, they didn't want to hire him. Why? Because it's like this. See? But uh, sometimes businesses have uh, uh, policies of trying to uh, hire handicapped people. So they hired him. Bless his heart, he came early. Now catch this. And he kind of worked with one hand, but he was fast and he was good. And he was there just a few months, and they asked him, would he be in charge of the new young people that they're hiring? Actually, they asked him this. They said, uh, John, where did you come from? He said, from across the street to Bible <laughs> College. They said, now, is there any more people like you over there? Matter of fact, John Hooskamp, uh, with a stroke, opened up the door for several of our Bible College kids to get jobs. And the, and the grocery store loved him. So I asked John, I said, now, John, uh, what do you think helped you the most growing up? He said, Brother Suter, I had a, a real good mom and dad. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, I would come to my mom as a little boy and say, Mom, Mom, I can't, I can't get my pants up. And by the way, have you ever tried to buckle your belt buckle or zip your pants with one hand? And, uh, and I said, what would they say? They said, now, John, sweetheart, we love you, but, you know, God gave you this burden that you're supposed to bear. Um, you'll have to you'll have to learn how to do that. Now, by the way, that is not cruel. Actually, those parents were keeping him from becoming a cripple. Now, let me just say this to you. Some of you have grown kids that are physically uh, in great shape, and you're always bailing them out. You always bail them out financially every time somebody cries and somebody brings a, a, a burden your way. You accept it instead of just bending the back, giving some counsel. You accept it, and they walk away with money in their pocket. Now, shame be upon you, because you haven't discovered the difference between a care and a burden. So he said, so I would go over and pull up my pants and lean up against the wall. Of course. By the way, you can figure this stuff out. Look. A burden is something that is yours. It belongs to you. God has given it to you. 
He's allowed it to come. A care is something that isn't yours. It doesn't belong to you. You can't do anything about it. Okay, let's stop and vote. How many of you are picking up what I'm talking about? Is this making sense? Prophecy. I don't know what I can do about it. I have voted, 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 voted year after year. Hasn't turned out very well. Especially this last election. Just trying to let you know. But what I'm trying to say is, you've got to be careful. It's not, pick up on this, a care is something you don't have any control over. A burden is something that God has allowed you to have, brought your way, and from time to time, the burden gets heavy. So you may go up to someone, church, pastor, somebody, and say, bend the back. This is pretty heavy. And maybe you can help me just a little bit. Think through this. And, and then you and I, as Christians, even with our kids, will bend the back. You listen, you help, you pray, you give counsel. But when they get up and leave your office, They've got to carry the burden with them. It's their burden. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law, but every man must bear his own burden. Does that make sense? So, um, here's something that I think would kind of help explain this. Luke chapter 10. Look at me here for a second. Luke chapter 10, it's the story that Jesus came to visit Mary and Martha, was going to eat at their house, verse 38, and I'm in chapter 9, that's why it's not working. <clears throat> so the Bible says, now it came to pass, <clears throat> uh, as they went, that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at, the feet, uh, at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha, catch this, was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care? Oh, there we go. See the word? Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful, a lot of cares, pulled in every direction, and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, that Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Cares and burdens. So Martha was mad at her sister Mary because she wouldn't help carry Martha's burden. Now your burden is yours. From time to time, we can let those burdens get so heavy. Usually it's our problem on the inside. God really won't give you more than you can carry. But we let those burdens get to be so heavy. Our kids, our grandkids, our this, whatever, whatever. To the point where you may need to get a little redirection. By going to someone and say, bend the back, sit down, listen to them, get counsel. But here's the, here's the problem. 
If you walk out of the office carrying their burden, then it becomes a care to you because you can't do anything about it. And you know what it's like. So the first time one of them comes to you and you bail them out, what's going to happen next? They're going to come again. Ding dong. Oh, it's a doorbell. Oh, who could that be? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what happens then? Then you're going to really damage them. They never grow up. I hope you're understanding this. So, here's the cause of a care. A care is caused when you're wanting something to change that hasn't really happened yet, or you're wanting the timing to change. You're wanting something to change that's brewing and the black clouds are rolling in, or you're wanting it to change at a particular time frame. Now that will cause this problem with cares. Um, so we worry and fret and get frustrated. And the bottom line is, catch this now, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, up in Alaska, we've been up there several times in conferences, 15 or 16 times. And up there, some of the pastors, great men, by the way, love those guys. But they kind of get frustrated because, see, those are Alaskan people up there. And in the summertime, which is about two weekends a year, it's a kind of amazing thing to me up there. But um, when it's kind of warm weather, all of a sudden, everybody jumps out in the middle of fishing, hunting, because they've got to feed their family for the year. Does that make sense to you? So I go up there and, and uh, kind of privately, individually, Different pastors in the conferences, they will come and say, uh, Pastor Suter, what, do you, what can I do? It seems like this stretch of time for a few weeks here in the summertime, it's like there's nobody in our churches. And now, you see what I'm saying? And some of them get real frustrated, irritated. See? Now, a care is what? Something you're worried about, frustrated about, but you don't have any control over. See? So I said to them, maybe we need to rethink things. I mean, here in the United States, summertime, pastors will be grunt, disgruntled. Everybody goes on vacation. There's nobody here. Yeah. Now here's the deal. If you can do something about it, you know, then do something about it. But if you can't, What's the problem? Oh, it becomes a care. A care is something you can't do anything about. Now, how many of you uh, ladies here are mothers? Can I see your hands? Okay, now here's, here's an illustration of that. So remember your very first pregnancy? We've got one here, working her first time through. Now, here's what I want to say to you. Uh, the first pregnancy before you get experienced after, you know, 10 or 11, so that first pregnancy, though, you lay there at night, and everything seems to be getting bigger, and you'll lay there at night, and you'll, you know what you did. You had these thoughts. I wonder if my baby is growing okay. 
I wonder if my baby is going to be born healthy. And quite frankly, you're more concerned about that than you are a boy or a girl. You don't care about that. You just, is my baby going to be okay? And, and you can start stewing over that. And we haven't felt him kick for a while. I wonder if everything's okay. Now catch this. Now, that's a care. Because you don't have any control, really, over how that baby's growing in the womb. See? So what do you do with that? You, you cast all your care upon the Lord. He cares for you. He knows. Now, if that baby is born with a club foot, cleft palate, something, then guess what? Then that becomes your burden. And God will give you the grace to carry the burden, like John's parents did. But you want to be careful that you're bending a back enough times that you're not crippling the little kid that's crippled. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Does this make sense to you? Now, I think in Christianity, we, we've got to be real careful. Um, like sometimes I see Christianity, people talk about love, and they just think that you just need to hug everybody. See? By the way, does that work? I think you should be tender and compassionate. Hug people, you know, appropriately. But what I'm saying to you is, the Bible says there's another side of the coin. Uh, all the principles in Scripture are like a coin. You've got a head side, you've got a tail side. Now let me give you an illustration. Galatians. It says, I've got, I'm, I'm getting a computer glitch here. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Boy, that was a glitch. Sorry. Um, well, it was a good one, though. <laughs> you just freeze up sometimes. That's my burden that I have to carry. Um, oh, here it is. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, that's why I really believe sometimes you get older, you travel uh, faster than the speed of thought. So, um, the scripture says, out of Galatians, that... Um, and I just lost it. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> that is pretty pitiful, isn't it? Okay, it'll come back. Um, now, look with me, if you would, just one more time. Look with me back in uh, 1 Peter. 1 Peter for a second. Here's the concern, and here's the uh, anxiety we should have. 1 Peter, where we started, chapter 5. Oh, thank you, Lord. So Galatians says, here's the coin, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, normally us preachers, we kind of like that one because we go on the tail side. Bless God, you do this, then God will do that. See, the negative side. But there is a positive side to that. If you sow good, you'll reap good. If you sow generously, you'll reap generously. So all of God's principles are like a coin. So uh, cares and burdens. Bend the back. Rest someone. 
And God will, in his kindness, send somebody your way that uh, you can rest your burden on for a while. But here's the dilemma that we get into. And I'm landing the plane here, but listen to what it says. Now, you're back in 1 Peter chapter 5. The Bible says, we read in verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, care is something you don't have any control over. Now, if you don't do that, look at the next verse. Wow. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I read uh, in 23, last year, they gathered in all the research they can, and they said in the last 10 years, um, mental illness has increased 300%. By the way, do you know when you pull up to an intersection and you have this guy out there with a sign? What's he saying? What's he asking? For help. He used to drive me crazy. Do I give to every one of them? Because you know what they're going to do many times. What? Round the corner, get a little jug of wine, something. And so it, it just troubled me. Uh, in my day, Vietnam guys, guys that came back from Vietnam, oh, I mean, now, do you know what the real problem is? Catch this. They went over there and were hurt, sometimes physically. They saw things that would scar you for life. Then they came home, the Vietnam vets, and uh, the people yelled at them and spit at them. But listen, instead of accepting that as their burden, are you hearing what I'm saying? They got mad. They got angry. Here, and they got stuck. They couldn't get past that. Instead of accepting God's grace and the burden that you, is kind of your fingerprints all over it, whether you wanted it to happen or not, it is there, it happened, it's your burden. Instead of accepting that, guess what? We just zone out. So when things don't happen in life the way you wish they would, and the parents don't respond to every little whim that you wish they would, then all of a sudden you get real mad and angry. Instead of accepting it as, okay, this is my burden to bear. John, how do you do that? Well, I had good parents. Yeah, but John, you know what? You made some good decisions on the inside too. You made some decisions to... Well, if this is the way I am, then this is the way I am. Don't fight it. Don't try to get out of it. Don't get stuck in bitterness and madness. Because here's what happens. If you don't take those things that you don't have any control over and cast them on the Lord, then your enemy, your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, is seeking seeking whom he may devour. And you know what he's looking for? He's looking for those people that don't know the difference between cares and burdens. You get stuck with cares that you don't have any control over. 300% increase in mental illness. 
because we've gotten so far away from God, we don't know how to deal with the difference between cares and burdens. Now, one of your youngsters come to you, Dad, I'm just having a hard time with such and such, so and so. Now, bend the back, but don't consistently bail them out. You consistently bail them out, you're going to cripple them. So, it's the difference between cares and burdens. Um, so I get this call from a lady in our church, and she said, it was in the morning, she said, Pastor, I just want you to know that I made an appointment 4.30 this afternoon. I'm checking myself into uh, Tri-County Mental Health Center. Oh, I said, really? By the way, it was an extremely busy day for me. I had counseling back-to-back all day long. And I said, oh, I am so sorry to hear that, Ruth. Um, I said, uh, so what time did you say? 4.30? Okay. I said, well, I wonder if you could do me a favor uh, before you check yourself in. Okay, Pastor. I said, I wonder if, um, would, you, would you go into the kitchen? She had a cordless phone. She went into the kitchen. I said, uh, now just look around. What do you see? She said, oh, I'd rather not tell you. I said, well, describe it to me. <sighs> well, there's a lot of dirty dishes in the sink running over on the counter and stuff like that. I said, well, look, before you leave to check into the mental health clinic there, why don't you go ahead and just do those dishes? Just get the dishes done and at least your husband and children, when they come home from school, and your husband comes home from work, then you won't have to do all these dishes. Well, I, I guess I could do that. I said, okay, now, give me a call back when you're finished. Okay. Now, do you think she was really expecting that kind of counsel? No. I could have said, oh, bless your heart. You know, and I understand, but here. So, I get this call. And... Uh, so I, I was with someone. I said, would you excuse me just a second? I stepped out, took the phone call. I told the secretary, let me know if she calls back. And uh, uh, she said, uh, well, Pastor, you asked me to call back, and I've got that finished. I said, okay, I wonder if you could do one more thing with me. Uh, could you go down? Where's your laundry room? It's downstairs. Okay, well, go down there. Uh, how's the laundry looking? Silence. Well, um, it's kind of stacked up. Well, wouldn't it be nice while you're at the Tri-County Mental Health Place, wouldn't it be nice for your children and family to have clothes maybe wear to school? Yeah, yeah, it probably would. Well, why don't you throw in some loads of laundry and then call me when you kind of get some of that done. Uh, okay, I will. So then I get a call about 2 o'clock. And she said... Um, well, I've got the laundry done and uh, ran several loads and folding them now. I said, well, great. Uh, you know, Ruth, what would be really nice if you could fix supper for your family before you leave? Because you could be there. If you check in, it's usually seven days. You know that? They'll keep you there. And she said, I've been kind of thinking about that supper for the kids, my husband. I said, okay, why don't you do that and then call me when you get finished? She said, okay. Now, do you hear what's going on here? We're moving from burdens, 
that really belonged to her that she didn't want to accept. By the way, you know what causes mental issues? We won't accept reality. We won't accept what really belongs to us. And so I get a call about 4 o'clock. Actually, I got the call. She just left a message with the secretary. She said, uh, would you please tell Pastor, I'm too busy to really talk right now. She said, uh, and I've canceled my, <laughs> my appointment for 4.30. She said, you know, I've just got too much stuff to do. Ah, are you hearing me? Bless her heart. In a practical way, she learned the difference between cares and burdens. Wow. How many understand what I'm talking about? Father in heaven, thank you.